0: Money FM 89.3, the best of the breakfast huddle. It is time now for a Washington report. We will take a look at U.S.-China relations as well as an eye on the inflation picture. The Fed, obviously rising interest rates are working right now. So how soon can we expect them to temper interest rates? On the line with me this morning is Ross Fangold, who is the director of business development SafePro Group. Good morning, Ross. Good morning. Thank you so much for helping me out with this. Let's uh, start off with U.S.-China ties. So, just days after Qin Gang's appointment as China's new foreign minister, the U.S. Secretary of State Anthony Blinken got on a phone call with him. Following that, China's leaders kicked off uh, the year with a mild tone in their messaging. As far as optimism goes in terms of uh, an improvement in U.S.-China relations, uh, how do you see this? I mean, we are expecting a potential visit by China President Xi Jinping to the. United States in November for the Asia Pacific Economic Cooperation leaders meeting what are your thoughts there
1: uh, I wouldn't be too optimistic even though we might see some positive messaging at times from the Chinese government or Chinese state-owned media but we see a lot of uh, attempts at positive messaging from US foreign policy makers State Department uh, various Twitter accounts uh, saying things like we have to have dialogue or talk about the things that we agree with even uh, agree about even though we have disagreements Uh, but very quickly some of those same issues come to the fore, and, and uh, they're kind of intractable at the moment. I mean, Taiwan being a notable one, U.S. comments about human rights issues uh, or China's overseas investment projects, the uh, Belt and Road and port investments. U.S. Uh, did a Navy transit through the Taiwan Strait last week, and obviously that gets an angry response from China. So uh, although for China critics or, or the we call the China hawks in the United States, the Biden administration is not. Sufficiently tough on China, uh, whatever actions it takes, does anger China? Uh, so, again, I, I wouldn't be optimistic. And Xi Jinping's visit to, to APEC, assuming he does join the, the leaders' meeting, uh, I would expect him to be in and out. Uh, it's not going to be a, a tour to other cities with adoring crowds greeting him.
0: <laughs> okay, uh, fair enough on that one. Um, we are expecting uh, Anthony Blinken to visit Beijing uh, soon enough. You know, this the, I, I do want to ask what's on the cards, and I can't help but think about the issues of uh, Taiwan as well as uh, technology. Uh, what are your thoughts on that?
1: Well, you know how these meetings usually work, uh, whether it's it's the two leaders or the foreign ministers, uh, they'll sit across the table and restate what their known positions are on most of these issues. Uh, then we'll get a statement from uh, the Chinese side and the U.S. side that seemed to uh, reflect that the individuals were in two different rooms and they didn't actually uh, say what the other side uh, you know, alleges they said. Uh, so, uh, I, I, again, I, I wouldn't expect any anything along that we would call a breakthrough mm. uh, on some of these main issues between the two sides. With, that, with the Republicans taking over the House, uh, the House of Representatives in the U.S. Congress, I, I think Blinken is, is going to be uh, in for criticism no matter what he says, or he'll come out of the meeting and say, we, we made known to the Chinese side our views on Taiwan or human rights, and he's going to get slammed by Republicans in the House. So uh, whatever he does, it's a no-win situation for him. So again, I, I wouldn't expect any breakthrough uh, during the
0: visit. Ross, well, so let's move on to the U.S. economy uh, as well as the inflation picture. I mean, we saw a big rally on Friday where Wall Street's concerned. It's set up for a strong start to the week uh, here in Asia. As far as uh, the, the labor and the economy are, are concerned, uh, what else should we look out for? It's obvious that the Fed's moves in terms of uh, tempering inflation have worked uh, How or dealing with inflation have worked. How soon do you think we can expect them to start to, to temper those interest rate hikes?
1: Probably not. Soon, you know. the, the the job growth uh, seems to have been higher than most of the estimates, even mm-hmm. if the, the wage growth came in a little bit below. But, but there's still these significant inflationary pressures and you know, most experts do, do expect another rate hike. If we're, if we're looking at the schedule uh, for, for when the Fed wants to be sure that they've done what, whatever they plan to do, it's got to be sometime this year. And that, the very simple reason for that is the political calendar yeah. in the United States believe it or not, will kick in just about a year from now as as the two parties begin their primary process to select their candidates for November 2024 presidential elections. And the Fed wants to, certainly Chairman Powell, they want to say that we're immune from politics, and nobody believes them, right? But Mm. to the extent they want to make any significant decisions, uh, if they do have to uh, tamper inflation and potentially increase the likelihood of a recession, although a lot of experts think the U.S. is going to have, have a recession or at least very weak growth this year, then the time to make those decisions are in the coming months. Mm. Uh, just
0: sticking with the jobs uh, picture, I mean, what's your observation w- with regards to the tech sector? Because there's been quite a bit of job cuts there. I mean, just last week, we saw Amazon axing, what, uh, 18,000 workers, about 6% of its office staff. Uh, Salesforce as well, talking about reducing its workforce by 10%. <laughs> so you've got the non-fund payrolls showing one picture, but the industry that's had the boom during the pandemic, which is the tech sector, not doing so well.
1: You used a great word, you call it the boom and oh uh, it 's clear maybe we shouldn 't use twitter and elon Musk as as, <laughs> as the main example, but it 's clear a lot of the tech companies uh, in boom times they they overhired. And one of the areas where they overhire was in salespeople or marketing people, and it's the kind of thing Elon Musk was talking about. You know, maybe he went a little too far in, you mm. know, laying off the bathroom cleaners, and he's getting a lot of criticism <laughs> for that. Uh, but but but, but yeah, a bit too much froth in the hiring on on the sales side or even in the back office side, and we're seeing you know, the, these mass layoffs. Uh, with with the largest tech companies. Uh, But again, a lot of this is based on on slowing Mm -hmm. growth, uh, expectation Mm -hmm. that uh, there could be a recession in the United States this year.
0: Yeah, or even other parts of the world, uh, as uh, even parts like uh, Europe uh, keep talking about. But, you know, just expanding out to a more global picture, IMF uh, warning that, uh, you know, not just the U.S. inflation picture, not quite over yet for even globally. With regard to the China reopening, I mean, how much of a positive impact is this going to play? How much of a cushion will it be on this potential for recession, in your opinion?
1: Well, it's, it's great if you're, you're locked down in China and you can yeah. travel. <laughs> uh, but uh, and to, put, to, to look at that in a more global perspective, as you asked, Demand is going to be increasing in China, uh, demand for commodities, for example. That'll have an effect on global prices as well and inflationary pressures. It's probably an angle of this story that's not getting enough attention, although some some of in the investing world are talking about and I, I would expect there to be more uh, conversation you know, so much of the focus has just been on China was locked down now China is mm-hmm. opening now there's an increase in COVID cases but uh, they'll probably get past that no matter what the stress on the medical system is uh, and then you know, people will be spending more in China uh, factories will be producing more and there'll be a greater demand on uh, for raw materials and commodities and that will have a global effect and uh, you know, how exactly that's going to play out, especially in an environment where we already have ongoing inflationary pressures. I kind of wish Blinken would would, would add that to his agenda, but but unfortunately economics is not his thing. But uh, this demand for commodities that might come out of China will have an effect on some of these global uh, trends that we've been discussing.
0: Mm. Uh, Ross, just need your help for one more issue, and this is quite a new one. Uh, Kevin McCarthy, um, his uh, bid for U.S. House Speaker after 15 rounds of voting. Uh, Quite a chaotic week if you ask me Uh, He had to give up many concessions to win support from his own party members What are your thoughts on how business is being done in Congress these days? It looks a little bit more difficult than it used to be
1: well, Congress has been dysfunctional, especially on the House side for many years already. But uh, here, here's the, the thing to keep in mind, the thing to watch. Whoever won the Speaker gavel was going to be a conservative Republican, whether mm. McCarthy or someone else. Mm. The chances of, of legislation getting through the House and the Senate and signed by President Biden uh, on any topic is is very It would have to be the most bipartisan of topics, and that doesn't really exist. So in the next few months, we'll probably see lots of investigations into the Biden administration, into the Biden family, uh, but not much lawmaking coming out of the House side.
0: Yeah, timing as well, considering we're heading into 2024. There you go. It's all right there. (laughs) Exactly. I've been speaking with uh, Ross Feingold, who is the director of business development for SafePro Group. I do appreciate your time this morning, Ross. Take care and have a great week ahead. Thanks.